Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory... Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, I've left my tea on the bench now. This is a disaster. It's going to be very cold by the time I end up finished talking. Um, <laughs> so, we've uh, been reading our way through Matt's missive. He's watching season two of the new Doctor Who. I know, I get confused calling it new Doctor Who, old Doctor Who. Um, he's up to the girl in the fireplace because Mickey just came on board in the last one and says, having adored the Moffat episodes from last season, I've got to be honest that this one left me a bit cold. I didn't really buy into the close relationship that grows between the Doctor and Renette. In fact, if you think about it, it's actually a bit creepy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, can we talk about Stephen Moffat's strange obsession with people meeting someone when they're young and then being in love with them when they're older. Like, this is the... Like, has he written it three times? <laughs> he did it with Renette. He did it with... Um Amy, I mean, that wasn't kind of like an in love thing. I mean, did she, she did try and passion him at one point. And then he did it with River Song. And then he did it when he adapted The Time Traveler's Wife um, for HBO. Uh, so, he's written that story a few times. He's had a couple of goes at it. And it always seems a little problematic. Um, anyway... It, that that's his particular thing. I find it strange, uh, but you know, there it is. Uh, Matt goes on to say, Rose and Mickey feel like spare parts with very little to do. E- with even Arthur the horse having a more pivotal role. Oh man, I love that horse. The horse on a spaceship. I mean, I know we later on got dinosaurs on a spaceship. We have many strange things on spaceships, but horse on a spaceship is fun. Um, I don't know if you've seen the new Indiana Jones, but there is some. Uh, Horse in the subway action, that is probably my favourite part of the whole movie. Like, they do a lot of weird kind of CGI things, but that's kind of my favourite bit, just a kind of lo-fi horse riding through New York and then down on the subway. Um, 
Uh, I'm usually a fan of the historicals, uh, says Matt, but despite the incredible creation of the clockwork droids, I just found this all a bit, well, boring. <gasps> the B word. You can't say the B word about Doctor Who. Oh, my God. The fanboys will be on us in droves. Um, no, I, I agree, Matt. I think there's some fun stuff in it. Uh, the The... The kind of twist in the tail ending I really appreciated that they've, you know, somehow these robots have created a time tunnel through to uh, Renette because she's Madame de Pompadour, because that's the name of the spaceship they're on. And in their crazy robot logic, they think they need to get her... And, and stick her in the spaceship to fix the spaceship. Like, I kind of loved that ending. It's it's great. It's fun. And, I, you know, I, I I really do love it. And it's, you know, that's my favourite kind of... I, I love all those things. I love the Twilight Zone, you know. I grew up reading, like, Richard Matheson and Harlan Ellison and those kind of twist-in-the-tail stories just really... I just... I live for them. Weirdly, I didn't love Black Mirror as much as everyone else did. And maybe that's because I've done so much of that reading in my life. Like, 2000 AD comic, which I read, you know, re- religiously... Um, had a thing called Future Shocks and Time Twisters and Terror Tales, which are the same thing. It's like a five-page story, twist in the tale. So, sometimes when I'd watch uh, the Black Mirror, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can see where this is going. Like, they're going to turn out to be murderers and everyone's having a laugh at them. And it's like, that's exactly what's happening. So, yeah, Matt, I don't find it as boring as you do, uh, but I do find the relationship creepy. Um and also, you know, I really loved Lady Penelope in this. Wasn't that... That was David Tennant's girlfriend at the time? And then in the next series, he met his wife. So, you know, things happen. Or was it... No, two series later. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, that's where people meet at work. Uh, the next is Rise of the Cybermen, The Age of Steel. Two-parter. Um, and Matt says, whilst having the Daleks back is great, the Cybermen were always my favourites. Oh, so, this is two episodes of pure joy. I do also love the Cybermen, and I don't think any of their stories are actually any good. <laughs> I think it's because the Cybermen were, for me, there was that one episode with Tom Baker that I saw, and other than that, they didn't turn up until Earthshock years later. Uh, and they, I read, I devoured all of the Cybermen books. So, for me, I think the Cybermen were my favourites because of the horror implicit in what they were. Like, I'd seen a couple of photos from, you know, the 10th Planet and a couple of photos from maybe one of the Patrick Troughton ones, but all I knew of the Cybermen were the books and I devoured those books. Like, I went and hunted them down at secondhand shops in libraries. Like, I had to read all of the Cybermen ones. Like, that was, you know, the fact that The Wheel of Space didn't come out as a book until a bazillion years later was devastating. Um, I still don't think I've read it. Uh, I think I've, you know, I knew The Wheel of Space mainly because it was printed in that, I had that big, massive, hardback uh, Doctor Who A Celebration by Peter Haining. Like, that was my Christmas and birthday present one year. This is the tragedy of having your birthday in January. You get a lot of this Christmas and birthday business. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, I, so I knew the synopsis from that and also from the Doctor Who program guide. But yeah, I also was obsessed with the Cybermen. But I think because in my head they were amazing. But I only ever saw them in Revenge of the Cybermen, which, you know, always the, the Cybermen's plans are always really dumb. And, you know, even even up to... <laughs> To the the recent Cybermen, the ascension of the Cybermen. Like, their plan is bonkers. And you're like, what is your plan? Um, it makes no sense. Uh, crazy Siberian business. Um, but Matt says, uh, yeah, this is two episodes of pure joy. I mean, it's not perfect. Um, he says, to date in 2023, I don't think the new series have ever really got the Cybermen right yet. But it's Cybermen. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm on the I'm on the same page. Um, ignore their bell-bottom trousers. Ignore Roger Lloyd Pack chewing the scenery like he's not eaten in months. <laughs> Is that that's Trigger from uh, Only Fools and Horses, isn't it? Yeah, who's like the boss that ends up in the cyber chair. Um, <laughs> Ignore the fact that for some odd reason it's been been decided to give everyone's favourite metal meanies a new origin story and enjoy what is there? Zeppelins, the Ricky Mickey, and for the first time, just like last season with the Daleks, lots and lots and lots of Cybermen. Cracking stuff. Um, I did like that they, you know, they had a new origin in this. There's a great origin story for them at Big Finish called Spare Parts, which is a Peter Davison uh, story with um, Sarah Sutton as Nyssa. And it is uh, a cracking story. Like, it is a great, fun four-part episode and it is creepy and it's, uh, you know, you kind of feel the necessity of making the Cybermen and the the inevitability of the Cybermen coming in, into being and I, that's one of my favourite big finishes um, I think it was one of the first ones they released on vinyl for uh, fun stuff and I believe it's in I think it's in one of the first 50 stories and the first 50 big finishes are available on Spotify uh, if you ever wanted to listen to a big finish you know riddled with commercials um, unless you're a you know premium member but yeah they're available on Spotify possibly some other st- streaming services just you know for nothing um, or you can buy they're like two dollars or something <laughs> for the old ones like I think like a buck two bucks or something for like one of the really old um, big finishes uh, but yeah spare parts is great so that's an origin story this is an origin story and also they get another origin story in uh the one we've watched the uh, with Peter Capaldi, his final two-parter, um, World Enough and Time. Uh, and, yeah, I, I I think it's that thing. Like, you know, at one point they say the Cybermen are inevitable. Um, and they are. Like, you know, I, I just love that they always just sort of turn up and terrify, <laughs> terrify the living Balula out of us. I don't know what a Balula is, but that was the uh, family-friendly word that came into my head instead of saying something uh, else that was possibly blasphemous. I'm not even religious. I don't know why I'm avoiding blasphemy, but here I am. Uh, <laughs> I spent too much time doing breakfast radio. Like, I've just got this, this gland that sets off and makes me say uh, polite swears. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.